0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. And we're going to get into that a lot more in just a second. Today is International Podcast Day. Now, that may be news to some people out there, as you may not have heard of it before. But International Podcast Day is a thing There's international days for everything, so why not podcasting? It's such a huge part of many people's lives, from podcasters themselves, to content creators, to, well, the listeners. Personally, International Podcast Day means a lot to me because of the industry I kind of grew up in. I have a background in radio, spent some time on air, and then transitioned over to podcasting. So the fact that it gets celebrated is kind of special, at least to me, anyway. Now, today's episode has a whole slew of guests. Yes, a slew. There are about 10 of us in this interview, including myself. And all the guests are from the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. Stephanie, the editor-in-chief of Morbidly Beautiful, had the idea of organizing this massive interview so we could introduce everybody to everybody. Many of these podcasters haven't really spoken before, and maybe you haven't heard of their podcasts either, so this is the perfect opportunity to pick up a few more fancy new podcasts for your library. We also have members from I Spit On Your Podcast, also known as the Spinsters of Horror. You may remember them from an interview I had with them for Women in Horror Month earlier this year. We also have the Mostly Podcast at Night, which is one of the founding members of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. And lastly, we have introducing a brand new podcast that I don't even think has been announced on the network yet in Bloodhound Picks. So if you're ever looking for new podcasts to listen to, these are the great ones we have on our network. I highly suggest listening to them all after this interview. But without further ado, here is the Morbidly Beautiful podcast. Podcast Network interview for International Podcast Day. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Alrighty, welcome to this enormous podcast interview we have for International Podcast Day, which this will be released on. My name is Casey for the uh, morbidly beautiful podcast network and I'm here with literally everybody so uh, say hi everybody
1: hi Hello.
2: Hi. hi. <laughs> Hello.
0: so that's what we have to look forward to today uh, No, it's gonna be a great uh, chat with everybody here we're gonna get to learn about the people behind some of your favorite podcasts on the morbidly beautiful network um, international podcast day is a huge thing for anybody who has a podcast it celebrates diversity celebrates creativity it celebrates just people talking into the void which is how a lot of us probably started and that's nothing wrong with that Um, so we're gonna go down the list we're gonna talk to everybody we're gonna introduce everybody and they're gonna share some stories about their life in the podcasting world so how does that sound
3: excellent great perfect there we go Let's
0: do it all right we'll start with one of our newest additions to the network and that is your uh, the not your final girl podcast with Gabby, Ariel, and Candace. So, ladies, you have the floor. Uh, tell us about your podcast, what you like about it, why you started, you know, the the general cliche questions that everybody starts with on these things.
4: Awesome. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember to the take order it. of those
5: questions.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, they can be answered
0: in any order you like. Just talk about yourselves.
5: Well, I mean... I feel like our concept is pretty simple. We just were friends and we liked to talk about horror movies. Um, At some point we got to talking about what it's like to be a, a woman into horror, which is it tends to be kind of male dominated in terms of at least who wants to be into it and make it a part of their whole thing. And... Yeah, we got to talking about it, and we just thought we were smart and funny and stuff. We were like, we should talk into a mic and see if other people want to listen to us.
0: Yeah, that's, like I said, a lot of people just start by just, hey, you want to talk about stuff? You want other people to hear us talk about stuff? Cool.
5: Yeah, we just thought we we were interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, and everybody here is, or you wouldn't have a podcast. (laughs) Right?
4: Yeah, it's an interesting exercise in ego for sure. But uh, we we like it so far, and I don't know. Some people seem to like it, which is great. That always yeah. that always shocks us. That continues to surprise us, honestly.
5: Absolutely. So, what really has surprised me is how many women, specifically women, but I mean like people, end up liking us a lot who didn't consider themselves horror fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they yeah. like hearing us talk about horror movies. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's, that's another thing about podcasts, right? It, it's kind of a companionship thing. It's radio whenever you want it, and it's always talk. So you always have a voice in the background if you just want to not feel so lonely. And if you're interesting and funny, that helps even more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys are friends. How long have you known each other? Because I, I know when it comes to podcasts, having people to bounce you know, different conversations off of is always you know, a good thing to have. Keeps the conversation interesting. Um, so have you been lifelong friends, meet in college, high school? What's what's the story there?
5: Well, we all come from different places. Um, okay. I yeah. am, I'm from Indiana originally, and mm-hmm. Gabby is from LA, and uh, Ariel's from Bakersfield, where we are right now, mm-hmm. and, um, or at least, Ariel grew up in Bakersfield, I don't know if you were like... Born I'm technically
4: here. from Illinois, but it's been like a long time. So Yeah,
5: Midwestern yeah. in spirit. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> exactly. But
5: yeah, we probably I think we probably became friends over just like the last couple of years. So Yeah,
4: we have not been friends that long. Okay. Um What is it? Like 3 years now? Something like that. We I all- don't know.
5: It's hard to tell. <laughs> we live in Bakersfield, which is not a small town, but it definitely feels like one in terms of who you kind of run with. Like the, the like creative circles here are pretty small. Fair yeah,
1: enough. definitely. So I feel like you just
5: run into each other. Ariel plays music, and I know that I'd been to her shows long before I knew her.
1: Okay.
4: (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) Fan (laughs) turned stalker
0: (laughs) turned friend. Just somebody doesn't know about the stalker. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like the long con. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, And we were all in a book club actually. It's kind of how we we got to know each other. Um, We were all in a book club that we started and just realized that the three of us kind of didn't shut up about anything horror. So uh, that's kind of how the connection really started for that.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Um, So about podcasting, what's your favorite aspect of it?
5: That's a good question. Because
0: there's so many. There's, you know, like some people just like hearing their own voice. Some people, (laughs) uh, you know, that's guilty here. Um, (laughs) Or some people have something they genuinely want to share. And that's also a big part of it as well. Some people like the creative aspect. There's a million different reasons to choose podcasting, why you want to do it and your favorite part of it. And I'm just curious about yours is.
4: Wow. That's a hard question.
5: Uh... (laughs) You know, I mean, I do, I just, I do really like just talking, like, I mean, shooting the shit about horror movies was kind of just how we came to have a podcast in the first place. And I really like it. I like talking to Gabby and Ariel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like talk I like the interaction that we've like had, like the wider interaction we've had with the people who listen to us about like they now want to talk to us about that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So like the conversations are like why I got into it at least in the first place. But I've also actually come to really enjoy editing the mm-hmm. audio, which I, I'm like I, I write, so I'm like familiar with editing writing, but I didn't know that I enjoyed editing a podcast until now.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of seeing like the waveforms on the screen is kind of like.
5: It's preview. nice. It's also, I always think like, oh, I already had this conversation. I don't want to listen to it again, but then I'm listening <laughs> to it and I'm like giggling at us. Like, yeah, 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 Fair <laughs> enough. I just like us. Fair enough.
6: Totally. Uh so what do your... do you enjoy the editing because I sure do not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least one person does. Yes. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about your fans and community? Uh, how do you interact with them? Do you find it, it can be overwhelming? Do you want a bigger, uh, like, like would you rather people be in your Facebook group all the time interacting with you or do you just kind of like having people just enjoy the podcast on their own
6: I feel like the majority of the interaction that we get is on Instagram Um, it's never felt overwhelming it's always just been kind of like we find new friends that are interested in the same things that we are and have kind of similar things to say about the movies that we talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really nice. I feel like it kind of found our little bit of community. Um, But as far as it being overwhelming, thankfully, it hasn't been. (laughs) It's been just fun. Yeah,
7: Yeah,
4: it it has been good to have people to connect with on social media. There's definitely been like a couple instances of hearing, uh, like I'm in grad school right now and... I usually when we do our introduction posts at the beginning of each semester for my classes, I mention I'm in a podcast and mm-hmm. last semester my professor commented back and said, Oh yeah, um my friend listens to you. Oh wow and so that is really like cool and exciting, but <laughs> yeah. also very terrifying and, and <laughs> <Right>. scary.
5: Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. I, I always wonder how many lurkers we have because yeah, <laughs> we have people who regularly listen to us and they talk to us. And obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of them are just our friends or like, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of extended social network. But yeah, we occasionally come across just people who have discovered us in the wild and like us, which is just <laughs> crazy.
6: Like from Minnesota and I'm just like, I don't know anyone there. Yeah. This is just somebody that found us. <laughs> we
5: also um, one of our most recent episodes was inspired by somebody being mean about <laughs> Ariel's yeah. music on her page. <laughs> yeah, so we that's terrible. we had a whole we had a whole like interaction it was with great. this guy. It was, it was actually huh? extremely funny. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. Uh-huh. We won him over and then we uh-huh. made an episode for him.
0: That's <laughs> yep. that's the thing. That's the thing, I've heard about uh, like streamers and YouTubers, podcasters, so on and so forth, who aren't quite like uh, celebrity status, but people know them because they're out there on the internet or whatever, um, and they, they always try their hardest to win over the people who are shitheads to them, because <laughs> it's a challenge, and those people, I think, want to like you, but they want to be convinced to like you,
5: mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that being a heckler kind or, of yeah, attitude. Or they,
0: they wouldn't be listening to you. They would just turn it right. off, right? They wouldn't continuously. There's something inside somebody if they continuously harass or heckle or whatever. I think they, they want to like you. They just want to reason.
4: It's like that seven year old kid who has a crush on you, so they're just mean to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, while you're both seven. I should clarify. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes.
4: Right.
0: <laughs> um, does anybody have any questions for uh, the gang here or?
1: Anybody I was else? curious as to, it's Kelly here from yeah. I Spit on Your Podcast. Uh, how long has your podcast been going now? Has it been about a year? How, how new are, are you? How old are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good job. Yeah,
5: we, we just had like our first anniversary or yeah. having it in October, I think. In October,
1: yeah. Excellent. Any awesome. special spooky plans for yeah. celebration?
5: Maybe. <laughs>
4: Ooh,
5: secret.
1: super secret plans.
5: <laughs> yes, I Love it. I don't know. I thought maybe Ariel would pick it up or something. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, we have some secret. I mean, I don't know how secret it is. It's secret in that it's not a hundred percent confirmed, but right. um, we, we might be. There might be some horror trivia. There might be okay. something like that happening because we like to do some. Um, we like to do other events too. So, like, we like recording, but sometimes we'll host like watch parties mm-hmm. um, or whatever else we can do. It's pretty limited since you know
2: mm-hmm. we're kind of
4: very remote during the pandemic. But um, no promises. But there might be a virtual <laughs> horror trivia, Halloween trivia.
0: Well, that would be yeah. fun.
1: Excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> you have to let us all know so we can get. Oh, in definitely. And study up.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: But yeah, uh, so thanks for sharing all that uh, insight and, you know, all, answering all the questions. Sometimes people don't answer questions, so
8: and I've done <laughs> enough interviews <laughs> to know
0: that when people don't talk, it gets real boring real fast. Oh, so. yeah.
5: Um, uh, we've gotten really good at talking, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've I, I should have so. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: So we're going to move on to another new addition to the Morbidly Beautiful uh, Network, and that would be George. You still with us here, George? Yep, hello. Awesome. Uh, He runs the Best Little Horror House in Philly, and it's an interview-style podcast where he sits down and talks to a bunch of great guests. So uh, tell us about some of these experiences you've had with uh, the people you've talked to, George.
9: Sure. So the idea behind the Best Little Horror House in Philly is that we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least, which means Mm -hmm. that it can be really interesting Not basically having to have a completely hands-off Um, style to like what episode is going to come up next because um, for the most part I really don't influence the guest's pick at all Um, and so it's been one really interesting to see how few of the like big name tentpole movies have been selected so far Um, but also it's just been really enjoyable um, getting a getting to talk to someone who is, um, unreserved in their enthusiasm for a movie, because while we're talking, I also get in on the kayfabe and I say that this is also (laughs) my favorite horror movie ever as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's no soft selling the enthusiasm. They're not like, Oh, I like this, but I understand why people don't like both of us are really like, yes, I love it. This is great. And um, just having a spot for people to be like really positive about something that they're passionate about is, uh, something that I love.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's exciting too, because every week you have a new favorite movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it keeps yeah. interesting.
9: Well, especially because, you know, there have been movies picked where, um, they're not really my style or it's something that I didn't really click with the first time that I have, uh, had to go back to for the podcast and come mm-hmm. out the other end with a much greater <laughs> appreciation for it. So, right. Right. Uh,
0: so what are some of the, the shocking picks, or, or in your opinion, that people have uh, come up with? Like, you said some tentpole uh, horror movies. Are we talking, like, super mainstream or No, just well, so
9: there, there have been uh, shockingly few of those. I mean, the okay. probably the biggest tentpole movie that we've done is uh, The Thing and Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre, but uh, no Friday the 13th yet, which is very disappointing oh. to me as a big Friday the 13th <laughs> fan. Yeah. Um, we've only done um new nightmare for nightmare on elm street none of the halloween's yet but you know on the other hand you get people Mm -hmm. who have these really niche picks that they love like we talked about um juan the grudge too (laughs) and (laughs) um you know people who pick stuff that maybe is not exclusively horror like um we've talked about david lynch's lost highway okay as someone's best horror movie ever made and you know, just hearing people's reasoning for why it's the best or what makes this stand out as you know the little movie that could, as opposed to these big names that everyone already knows, um, it's just been really interesting to see why these things click with people.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, do you find it hard to, I, I guess, get into quote unquote character every week um, with a new movie, especially one like you said you you've not been super fan of every single pick? Do you find it a little more difficult, or do you find it easy kind of to play devil's advocate on yourself.
9: Um, there are weeks where it's harder than others. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the thing is that my, my, the way that I approach it is this wouldn't be somebody's best horror movie ever if there wasn't something to like about it. Mm-hmm. And so really going into it with an open mind and being like, somebody loves this movie enough to pick it for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think helps you see the things that are positive about it. And, um, you know, I don't think that I've ever really lied on the show. Sometimes I will <laughs> omit things that I <laughs> didn't love in a movie. But right. um, I've always found something to talk about, even if it's just like how it changes the landscape of horror. You know, mm. um, something like Paranormal Activity... Is really a watershed moment. And even if I don't love found footage movies, there's no denying what it did to horror. And, you know, it, the, there's a certain level of having to respect that, even if you don't connect with it on an artistic level.
2: Yeah, well, fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, what drew you to that style of podcast? Um, I mean, you could have done any billion number of ideas, especially when it comes to movies. But this is a very different one. This is a unique one. I've not really come across before, where you, you know, play, uh, you know, the best friend of somebody who right. loves a movie. Um, so w- what, what hit that? What gave you that kind of push or that idea?
9: Originally, the plan was to talk about the worst horror movie ever made okay. every week. And not only was I like, this is a much more crowded. Space these mm-hmm. negative shows, um, but also I was like, I don't want to watch a terrible movie every <laughs> week, like, <laughs> and so shifting that to um, something that focuses on good movies, I thought one would be a lot more um, fertile ground for conversation, and also wouldn't drive me nuts, and would be much more likely to actually continue as a show if I was having a good time watching the movies and doing the research instead of um, wanting to die because it's a terrible, terrible <laughs> movie. So um, that was really, it was mostly just self-preservation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can respect that. I
0: mean, nobody wants to sit down and watch a terrible movie every week. Unless you're yeah. into that. Some people really get off on, not get off, but you know, they, they really yeah. enjoy... <laughs> Uh, Watching terrible things
9: I do I do to a to an extent I mean I I celebrate and love B cinema there are Mm -hmm. Plenty of movies that would be considered terrible by most sane people's standards (laughs) that I happen to love Um, but yeah there was just taking that risk of something being like genuinely bad or You know, you get to some of those like cash in movies where it's bad on purpose and it's not Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have the heart behind it. Like a Sharknado Um, sort of thing. Exactly. It just felt like I was setting myself up for failure as well if I was going Mm -hmm. down that way. So instead, I did a little 180 and uh, said, let's talk about good things.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's always been said. There's no problem liking stuff. Yeah. Why should somebody be punished for liking something? Let people like what they like. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, who cares? Shut right. up. Sit down. Let them like their thing,
2: right?
9: Yeah.
0: Um, Especially, so, I
9: mean, there's so much negative, there's so much negative media out there right now that, like, do I really need to add my voice crapping on stuff to the to the conversation? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. So.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, since this was such a popular question from Kelly, I'm going to steal hers. Uh, how long have you been at it?
9: Uh, we are also coming up on one year. Um, we started in early October of 2019, and uh, we have a very exciting guest for our one-year anniversary episode, which is uh, Rich Summer from Mad Men. Uh, from, uh, came on to talk about Creepshow, which is a movie that I really love as well. So that's a that's a really fun app that I'm excited for people to hear. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you, I guess you look forward every week to the the new guest you have on. Have you ever been super excited for one? Uh, obviously the one coming up, but anything in the past that you were like, holy crap, I can't believe this person came on.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's funny that, you know, so so many people are amicable <laughs> to coming on the show if you can just, like, get in contact with them. And that's mm-hmm. been the case for a lot of people that um, I was huge fans of already going into the show, you know, ranging from... You know, people who helped shape my comedy tastes like D.C. Pearson with um, Derek Comedy and and writing on so many great TV shows, but also, you know, Tim Kalpakis, um, Paul Ritchie, just a lot of people who were like, they had already been in things that I loved and their willingness to just, like, help out (laughs) some guy who Mm -hmm. was like, hey, I have this tiny little podcast. Um, Please come on it and talk about a horror movie with me. Uh, It really uh, not only is exciting to get to talk about something that I'm passionate about in horror movies, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to sort of also get that validation that, like, hey, I have good taste in people that I'm fans of, so that's always a nice uh, added benefit every week. Plus, I've got to just talk with some of my like everyday friends about right. their picks as well, and you get to learn something new about uh, your buddies when you talk to them for an hour and a half. So,
0: yeah,
9: yeah, uh, yeah. I do look forward to it every week. That's awesome,
0: and that's, and that's probably why people enjoy coming on your show because there's such positivity in a world full of, well, burning and falling <laughs> apart. And literally. Yeah, literally. Uh, the world's falling apart. Having that little bit of positivity is is always a plus. And people enjoy, like you said, talking about their favorite things. So, excellent. Uh, I'm going to open the floor. Any other questions uh, anybody wants to ask?
1: Kelly from I Spit in Your <laughs> Podcast over yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I love that people are picking some of the more, like you said, like niche, maybe obscure peculiar movies as there as the best horror movie ever made so i love that and what was the the movie that surprised you the most that somebody thought was the best horror movie of all time like which one just like really shocked you
9: um i would say that recently i talked with uh, quinn armstrong who uh, he is the writer and director of um this movie survival skills that i saw at fantasia fest and i loved it so much that i reached out and i was like hey i'd love to have you on the show and he picked this uh experimental short film from peter trukowski that is like comprised of the cutting room floor scraps of um the 80s movie the entity and Wow! It yeah, it was such a <laughs> weird pick. It's like a ten-minute short. It's on YouTube. People can go check it out. But it opened up such a really awesome conversation about like the nature of originality and
2: mm-hmm.
9: where the line between um, like using this and creating something new from it, um, where that line is drawn. And uh, it was also just a really interesting. Film. It was easy to see how the movie would sh- would strike a chord with someone. So much of experimental film is about stripping away elements, you know, reducing the story or the characters or the sound design or something. And what's interesting about Outer Space is that it, instead of doing that, it, it takes away a lot of the connective thread, but it still utilizes familiar tropes from the horror genre. Just because it's u- it's comprised of the scraps of a horror movie. Um, so in this short amount of time it's able to build a a great story that you're able to access even as a newcomer to experimental film um, that is not something that a lot of other experimental films are able to do and so that was part of why we decided that it was in fact the best horror movie ever made, (laughs) Outer Space from
1: 1999 Amazing That's pretty awesome (laughs) Um,
0: So uh, thank you, George, for uh, sharing all that insight as well. Uh, next up, we have uh, two wonderful people who I've spoken to in the past for Women in Horror Month. And that is Jess and Kelly from my Spit on Your Podcast, also known as the Horror Spinsters. Um, so take the floor. Uh, you guys already know the questions. You know, what's about, you know, <laughs> what you like, uh, what got you into We're not going to get
1: unique question? God! Like, Casey! I, I will... If
0: you haven't noticed yet, I wait to find something that you said to elaborate upon. (laughs) I got to get you talking first.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Well, folks love a good origin story. So I'll have Jess start the origin story of our our horror project, which is Spinsters of Horror, Mm -hmm. our website, spinstersofhorror.com, and our podcast. And we have a podcast, obviously, and that's why we are here, which is Mm -hmm. I Spin On Your Podcast.
6: Alright, yeah, so the origin story behind um, this project and everything has a bit of a history considering that I started podcasting about four or five years ago with a little unknown podcast called The Dark Spectrum, where it was uh, a friend I had known who was a horror veteran, all kinds of in in obscure horror films, and I was the newbie. And that fell through because of creative differences. And I wanted to continue podcasting and talking about horror films because inspired by the faculty of horror, I really found it really interesting to talk about the academic side of horror and the conversations that people are having about these various films and how the horror genre is often misinterpreted as something as just like you know, a bunch of women running around being slashed up by slasher killers. But actually, there's some really intelligent things that are being said about these films. And so I wanted to continue doing this project, so I approached Kelly, who has been my friend for 20-plus years and a huge horror fan, and asked her if she'd be interested in starting a podcast with me. And that was kind of how The Spinses of Horror was born. She said yes, and we haven't stopped since.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. So before starting I Spit on Your Podcast, I really had only listened to Jess's earlier work. I hadn't listened to a podcast before never delved into that medium whatsoever. And so I started listening to hers was intrigued. I, I liked their idea. You know, it's too bad that that fell apart, but you know, that person's loss and my incredibly huge gain. And uh, <laughs> um, so I, I liked the medium Then I started listening to faculty of horror and you know, Andrew Subasati and Alexandra West, you know, Jess and I, we're all, and Casey, you know, we're Canadians. And yeah. woo, Canadian horror. Um, not <laughs> I'm not
0: sure. Matthew Curry Holmes was Canadian too.
1: Oh, he is not here. No, you he's said he wasn't. Though, so, yeah. woo Canadian, you're not here. <laughs> uh, so I, I loved what the Faculty of Horror was doing and talking to Jess more. I was really intrigued by, by her ideas. And... Uh, yeah, you know she's she's the brains of this operation. She's the heart of this operation. I'm kind of just here for the ride. <laughs> well,
6: but really true. <laughs> you like pretty much drive this uh, this vehicle now. Like yeah, I'm in the back putting everything together. And but Kelly's always the one coming up with the new ideas, being like, I want to do this because she's obviously our our media and marketing manager now, 100. <laughs> percent
1: Yeah, Jess is like the background. She does all the editing for the podcast and any minisodes we do. She mm-hmm created and runs the website she does all of the what i would call very tedious work that i have zero patience for and she has <laughs> lots of patience for it like kudos suggests, and i would throw computers at windows if i had to do that work
6: <laughs> good
0: yin-yang relationship sort of exactly. yes
6: exactly uh, and i'm the same way with social media i'm i'm people can tell i'm very shy and quiet and i don't I, I pop my head up every once in a while but kelly drives it 100 percent because i'm just not the greatest <laughs> at it
1: yeah, we've really, like even before this, we sat down and we're like, okay, what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? And some of that has even merged a little bit and changed a little bit over the last two years. And we just celebrated our two year anniversary for the project. And yeah, Jess is, you know, her huge strengths are what I just said, like the, she's our webmaster, our podcast editor, maybe do some video editing for us in the future. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. I have lots of ideas. <laughs> Uh, but I am very comfortable talking to people, approaching people. I run the social media, so anything you see on there—it's essentially uh, almost 100% me. Um, Jess is adorable and sweet, and so awkward online, and <laughs> <laughs> as, you so tell, <laughs> as you can tell, as you can tell, trash talk is my love language. So <laughs> I've been. <laughs> you know we it, I think it's a really great dynamic that we have because we like I said, we have those strengths and those weaknesses and we can bounce ideas off each other and i I think I've helped her come out of her shell a little bit and it's mm-hmm. been an incredible project to see each other grow, really.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh I know one of you, I'm not gonna reveal who is a huge Buffy the vampire Slayer fan, correct?
1: Correct? Oh uh, we, well, we both are. you both are But I guess uh, technically, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Kelly
6: it's me is the huge fan yes yeah
0: right so how much of a role did seeing cause i know you guys are also very uh feminine forward when it comes to your horror thinking so how much of that series that character uh both the tv show and the movie prior uh, played a role in your likes dislikes and any inspiration behind the podcast itself
1: I would say that Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't necessarily influence anything with regards to the podcast Mm
2: -hmm.
1: directly. Um, I've been, that show has been in my life for 23 years. I watched Welcome to the Hellmouth episode one in 1997 when it premiered on the WB network. So essentially it informs who I am today. So indirectly it has influenced, I guess, than, than the project, you know, and... That show is hugely empowering in so many ways, and we've talked a lot about that on the podcast, and just women like that, creative outlets like that, shows, movies like that, of course, I think, are going to influence who we are as women and um, inform the type of work that we wanna put out into the world. What do you think, Jess?
6: I was just gonna echo your sentiments exactly, Kelly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, well, I mean, she's a powerful uh, character, role model, uh, idol, hero, whatever you want to throw out there uh, in terms mm-hmm. of describing the the character. So it's just something I want to touch on there. Um, but I also know that you guys have a very active uh, community in terms of uh, social media, Facebook especially. I see uh, people posting on your Facebook group all the time. What's that like having that sort of interaction with fans, be them even friends, family, whatever, or strangers completely? How do you do you like that sort of attention? Do you would you prefer people like I think somebody said earlier, lurk off in the distance and just kind of listen? What's your take on that?
1: I would say, um, you know, we we got into this because we wanted to become a part of the community. We didn't mm-hmm. want to be lurkers anymore. And I was a huge lurker. Jess was <laughs> tiptoeing her way around the horror genre and horror community. And you know, some people want to have a podcast where. They just kind of want to do it. And kind of like what you said, they kind of want to be voices in the void and, mm-hmm. and that's fine with them. If they get five listeners, they're happy with that. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to create something that we put we put an incredible amount of hard work into, which is why we do one episode a month of the podcast and not one a week or mm-hmm. twice a month or whatever. We kind of, you know, we're, we're quite influenced by the faculty of horror that way. And, oh no, I think I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. all right so no nope, yeah. i'm good i'm back i'm back <laughs> good awesome um yeah I so saved. the amount of <laughs> the, the amount of work that we're putting into this I, and for me personally i was just like nope we're making something like people are gonna know who we are mm-hmm. The dispenses of horror are going to barrel way through this community we're gonna get our voices out there jess i know really wanted to get her voice into this uh you know this genre, and I'm sorry Jess, I'm speaking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I Jess is sick right now.
2: It's yeah,
1: too bad. Um, you know, she wanted to get her voice into it a little bit more, and I was like, okay, we are, yeah, we're going We're going to be known. People are going to know who the Spinses of Horror are. I Spin In her Podcast is obviously a very bold statement, mm-hmm. and a, a noticeable name for a podcast It's very subversive. It's based on a highly controversial um, rape revenge movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps us stand out from, from a lot of podcasts. And that was kind of the thing we just, we, we were going to be heard. We wanted to create, we wanted to be part of the community and we wanted to essentially help create and maintain a community around our, our listenership. So folks want to lurk welcome to and like even when we first started we're i you know Jess and i've talked about this but like people are going to like what we do but they don't always tell you and like sometimes that's frustrating i don't know the other folks in podcast land on the podcast here today um sometimes it's nice to get feedback and if people like what you do you'd like to hear it but if they don't like what you're doing you again that feedback sometimes is slightly frustrating because if we don't know if we're doing something that isn't great then we're never going to change. You know, we can be as introspective, introspective, sorry, as as we want to be. But you know, if we're not getting any feedback, we're kind of just going to keep going where we're at. But maybe we're good. Maybe we're not. Again, so fee- getting feedback is has been pretty challenging. But I think I rambled a little bit on a tangent there. <laughs> but uh, we love our coven group, and that's something that I wanted to to open up because we wanted a horror group where we could have intelligent conversations, share some fun memes, share some exclusive content, and get people really to get to have people get to know us, right. And I think that's really important with developing a relationship with ah with a host of a podcast you like absolutely.
6: yeah, because I think like I know for me in the beginning, I was overwhelmed at first. When people started liking us and following us and engaging with us, and I was like, "Oh dear God!" I, and Kelly's like, "You need to respond to people," and I'm like, oh, "I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> people, people are seeing me lurking. And I can no longer lurk anymore." Um, but it's been great because I've been getting, like Kelly said, I've been getting more confident with myself and my writing and putting myself out there, and we're we'll be making great connections with people within the community. And creating our own little coven has been wonderful and I, we've even like kind of created some like long-distance friendships through all this yep. so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah incredibly yeah. Cool. the horror community is my favorite community and the people that we have met the friendships and connections we have made through just having a podcast and people liking it through well again being in Toronto here I have Inc- I'm very lucky, I'm very fortunate to to meet a lot of really approachable, personable, incredible people here, like the folks over at Grim Magazine. And, you know, I've met, you know, Andrea Subisati, Alexandra West from the Faculty of Horror. And it's just create just saying hello to people, mm-hmm. making that connection, you don't know where those connections are going to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, that one interview where you thought you had a really great time, the person was so great, that person may be the huge you know, turning point in your horror career, let's say, as I'm doing air quotes, like, for example, (laughs) I, I, I don't even know how I, I came across this woman named Jessie Seitz, but I did an interview with her. I watched a documentary that she had made on extreme horror. And one of the nicest people I have literally ever met in the horror community. She is incredible. And just recently, she asked me to write, put together like a 3,000 word essay on an aspect of very controversial film called a Serbian film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think most people um, are familiar with that one. Yeah, so to write an essay on that in a, a particular scene, cause she's pitching for an art book and she really loves my writing and respects what I do and who I am. And that was huge. I was hugely humbled and very honored to even be considered for something like that. and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, so keep those connections open. Keep your mind open because you don't know where that random interview of that random person that you met, and where that's going to take you. So keep those friendships open. That's, I guess, just a (laughs) little something, a life lesson that I learned lately. So because it's really cool. Like people, you know, if you are personable and nice to people, and you keep these connections going, like a dialogue open with these people, you don't know where it's going to lead. That's all. You know, it's really wonderful.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. You never know, like you said, who you meet. I mean, we actually had an interaction. I think I mentioned this last time we spoke. Years before we met yes. through podcasting. <laughs> yeah. And we had no idea who ramen. each other were. So, yep. I mean, small world, horror community. It's one of the best out there. Uh, it's very supportive despite yes. you know, the outward appearance that people on the outside might be like, well, they're terrible Satanists who kill babies on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but that's Shh, not the don't case. tell anyone. <laughs> that's the secret. Both. that's that's how we're totally. So-
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly well uh does anybody have any uh added questions for kelly and Jess here
8: um yeah i do this is sure, craig absolutely. with bloodhound Picks. um yeah no i'm Hi. a big fan of faculty of horror as well so it's great to hear you talk about it. and i loved your um werewolf episode because you talk about the lore and not just the kind of cin- what's a cinematic werewolf um But I was curious about how much time do you actually spend doing the research and prepping to lead up to the episodes? Good question.
6: We spend a a, a month or more. So we 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 sit down. Sorry, Kelly, I'm just jumping in. (laughs) Yeah, Um, please do.
1: uh,
6: Every six months, Kelly and I sit down and we figure out our schedule for the entire for the entire for the next six months of our podcast and figure out the themes that we want to address and some of the topics and depending on what we're doing you know sometimes research can start like a month or two in advance but we definitely spend like at least a month uh doing the research and looking into resources and stuff like that to help inform our episodes so yeah anything you want to add there kelly
1: um the only thing i'll say is like er- early on in our, our podcast and we've learned so much that mm-hmm. we ended up Spending too much time on on the research and it being too kind of research heavy and less discussion heavy and we really wanted to find this perfect as perfect of a balance as we can between banter discussion and you know Analysis essentially and like our motto is, you know, we talk about horror mediums with thoughtful analysis research and passion and I think that Definitely after two years we have really created a a wonderful balance of that and Yeah. So we plug along, uh, during the month and sometimes our research takes us to a place that we weren't expecting as we chat about it. We're like, Oh yeah. Now we're going to turn this around and talk about this. Um, like for example, thank you. Side note. Thank you so much for liking the werewolf episode. We (laughs) haven't gotten tons of tons and tons of feedback back on feedback on that. Sorry. Um, so thank you very much. And like, for example, in that episode, yeah, we talked about the lore. We wanted to talk about like masculinity and, um, what that would mean in the werewolf kind of trope in that character and when I was doing my research on that it just it was a brief point in in this article an essay I was reading just about how um just that connection between you know werewolves you know coming from wolves who are carnivores and they eat meat and then we're humans and we eat meat and that just kind of spiraled into um the masculinity in meat eating and that's what kind of turned into almost pretty much a second half of that episode because well, isn't that an interesting thing that we had found and that connection, right? So sometimes it kind of spins it. Our our initial ideas at the beginning of the month change mid-month, we're like, oh no, we wanna actually talk about this because this is really interesting. And um, that also happened with our Halloween franchise research. It really went to this, un, like, this unexpected kind of like dark place of stalkers and obsession and, Spooky, spooky, scary men, and the patriarchy. <laughs> um, so it's so it's, we need some time to kind of also see where our research is gonna lead us and where we, we feel that passion kind of come in and overwhelm us, and that's really what uh, the end product is. I had a question as well.
9: Yeah, uh, go for it. George here from Best Little Horror House. <laughs> I, uh, from a podcaster's perspective, I have a similar issue in terms of getting feedback, positive or negative. And I'm curious if you have had any success turning that around. Like <laughs> if that's something that's still still a problem? Or if um, anyone anyone on the yeah, panel here has
1: I said I would I we've got friends over at the Horror Queers uh, podcast, Joe Lipsit, one of the the co-hosts of Horror Queers is yeah. Canadian. He lives here in Toronto and um, And I got the idea from them, but they put out a survey, like a listener survey Mm -hmm. of, you know, generally, you know, likes and dislikes. What are your favorite episodes? Why? Like, what didn't you like? What's working? What's not working? What do you want to see more of, see less of? And I was like, yes, no, this is fantastic. I totally see where they're coming from and the need for this. So I took that idea from them and we ran one at the beginning of the year. Was it informative? Fairly, because again, You can't force people to give you feedback, right. you know what I mean? And friends and family is one thing, but I mm-hmm. want, like, like, somebody that's not emotionally invested in the right. project and the people right. involved in it. So, somebody yes and no. I would... Ca- I'm oh I'm I'm always aware of what's going on in the world. And so I'm just like, what are they doing? and what's that person doing? Did that work? Is that gonna mm-hmm. work? And like I just reach out to people that I know or maybe as acquaintances be like, oh, you did that survey. How did you do that? was that a good idea? Just talk to people like we're it's not a competition. Everybody's here and like you said, we're all very supportive. So mm-hmm. we found that to be generally helpful so. You know, um, I would say recently I've been doing some like really basic polls on Twitter and on our Facebook group, our Coven group, just because polls are really easy and non-committal for people. It, mm-hmm. it has to be something that takes literally no time at all for people to get involved <laughs> with. <laughs> people, I get it, you know, people, you know, they just don't want to put that much thought into it. Right. So those have actually been more informative than the amount of work and preparation that we did in our survey. So just put that out there. Polls. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Awesome. Cool.
0: If there's one thing everybody can agree on, polls are fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. And that Instant help, couple... instant gratification. And there's
0: also a double entendre in there, which I'll let other, other people
2: think
1: <laughs> um, There's a few
0: actually in there now that I think about it. Anything. Uh, Chaos and Carnage, you still with us here? Sally and Liz? you are
7: still here. Perfect. Still
0: here. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to move on to you guys. Now you're one of the uh, older podcast on the network, one of the first that we accepted on in uh, when we decided, Stephanie and I, to build sort of a network around the uh, morbidly beautiful family, I guess you want to call it, without it sounding too creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you guys review films, you have some of the best chemistry I've ever heard on any podcast, uh, so just tell us about what you do, what you love, and why you love it.
7: Well, thank you for that. Um, I, I don't know if Sal's still here, are you here?
0: I says she is but maybe she's having some uh connection
7: issues
3: we'll we'll figure <laughs> it out
7: right. well she she and <laughs> i, I she um, sorry
3: uh, sorry guys I was <laughs> muted mm-hmm. that's all right that's all.
7: <laughs> she's only our engineer she doesn't know how to work these things so
3: <laughs> <hard>. yeah exactly <laughs> um
7: Fair yeah enough. I mean are, we've been friends forever it seems like so mm-hmm. uh, we were talking like way back when before podcasts were even a thing that hey, we want to have our own radio show because we've got this banter and we hate each other and it's great. And um, Sal actually had given me this book, uh, what was it, like like 10, 15 years ago? It's The Idiot's Guide to Podcasting and we knew <laughs> we just had to do this. So um, we have a love for a lot of things in common, but horror is one of the biggest ones. So.
3: Yeah, um, I think I even was just like, I sat her down one day and was like, "I want to talk about horror." And you know, if we do a podcast, no one can stop us. So, like, very
2: true. Yep. That
3: was, you know, nobody <laughs> can stop guessed.
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the glorious thing about the internet. And yeah, yeah that's the it.
3: secret. No one can stop. No one can
9: stop you. <laughs> no can
0: stop you yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess if you're super controversial, they can take you down off of some platforms, but. I mean, well, they
3: haven't me. yet. They, they haven't caught us yeah. yet. They're, they're, Come on. There you go. There
7: you go. <laughs> no, I mean, we're just, we're two huge nerds that, you know, we just, I don't know, we just, uh, we have a love-hate relationship, and uh, it shows, because we <laughs> torture each other each week, you know, we take turns picking those movies, just to, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really a, a hate fest, like we were, before we came on for this, we were like, oh, what, you hate more for my next pick. Oh, I think I know what I'm going to pick here, because... <laughs> And, you know, Sal's like groaning, like, I don't want to watch that. I'm like, too bad. Yeah. And so she and I hate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to every week one up each other sort of thing.
7: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you guys are 136 episodes in, which is a massive library of content to go through. Uh, Do you have any standout moments from, you know, the past, Um, what, what is it, two and a half, three years now?
3: Yeah, it'll be yeah. three years in October, which is blowing my mind yeah. Yeah. completely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great job! Yeah.
7: Thank you. Thank you. We were talking and this morning about. Oh, I was just gonna say we were talking this morning about how we started with a little, lavalier mic at a guitar stand, crowding <laughs> around. Yeah. There. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Well, sounds about right. Yeah, we were both yeah. recording on the same little tiny mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then yeah, we've grown to finally getting a mixing board and proper microphones, and it's amazing. But uh, it was a fun road, and I'll tell you, we had some of our best moments with that little mic. Sometimes I think um, oh, yeah. our episode, the village, I will never be able to talk about that episode without being in hysterics laughing because that <laughs> that episode was so much fun, and we just we had three people recording on that tiny little mic. <laughs>
0: that that's you're right some of the best memories come from when you are like the scuffiest of starts right you go on you got oh well i'm gonna record in my phone this week and, <laughs> and next thing you know like this is one of the best episodes and maybe if it had that polish it wouldn't have been as good you know sometimes those kind of creep up on you but like i said 136 episodes three years very nearly now uh, from big movies to little movies uh how do you feel about the times when you come up against a movie that it's almost painful to watch? What do you do to get through that
3: and talk about it?
7: I I never. Oh my No, I'm just kidding. You
3: are, you are awful. You do not. Touch. I don't. No, I'm she kidding. does. I swear. <laughs> you do. No. Um. Napping. No. Um. <laughs> it's it's it is painful sometimes. It's it's sometimes it's a visceral like. Just visceral kind of, oh God, I don't know if I can physically get through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> at least for me anyway, but uh, it's at the same time, it's so much fun. I, even even if I I really hate something, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm still having so much fun because I'm watching a horror movie and I'm gonna get to talk about it with my best friend and even if I absolutely hate it and want to trash it. Which I admit I do sometimes, even though we talk about being so positive. <laughs> I'm not the most positive person, but uh, I do. I still. I do still love the entire experience. It's just. It's so much fun for me.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it shows in your episodes. But uh, sorry, go on.
7: As you say, it's just harder now with the pandemic. So, because how we used to do is we used to watch together and. Like, we're as each other in the middle of the movies, but it's been harder with the pandemic going on Mm -hmm. because we've been uh, remote podcasting for on six months now. So it's definitely been different because of that. But, um, yeah, the experience of watching it together is definitely what we're looking forward to getting back to.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I do miss that, I will say. I
7: mean, because if you can't be in the same room when you're torturing someone, it's just not as much fun.
0: Right. (laughs) And that's why they don't interrogate people like Guantanamo over Skype. Right, I mean, exactly. I mean, you got to be there, just,
7: experience. So. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so, over these past three years, how do you feel podcasting has helped you grow uh, as a person, as a broadcaster, as a creative, or just in general?
3: Well, I know how to edit now, kind of. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. my my technical skills have grown. Um, I at least I try to edit. I won't say that I do so with any kind of precision or knowing what the heck I'm doing, except for YouTube videos. Hooray for YouTube videos! Um, but uh, I I feel like I'm a very introverted, private person, and. Um, I'm at a time in my life where I'm trying to break out of that. So talking all the time seems like a really good step in that direction of Mm -hmm. coming out of my shell and, and embracing the community and saying, hi, I'm here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to be here and this place is awesome. (laughs) So how can I contribute? So I'm, you know, it's, it's. Slowly, it takes me forever though. So, honestly, it's a very slow process.
8: Everybody
0: has their own pace. And, like you said, uh, there is a psychology behind uh, confidence and putting yourself out there and growing. That's why I kind of ask these sort of questions about, especially ones, you know, when, when I'm not super familiar with the host on a personal level, how this sort of grows. Personally, for me, that's I was a super quiet, introverted kid. And then I went to radio school, and now I'm not. It was just a transition. Something clicked. So I've, I've always wondered if other people get that sort of uh, experience or have that sort of experience. Because, uh, you know, the world's in a, in a crazy place. And like you said, you want to try to stay positive. But it's hard sometimes. And I think podcasting, especially getting your voice out there, can really help uh, deal with a lot of issues or whatever may be going on in, in your life, be it personally or just because the world's falling apart. Um, so you guys picked every week who picks the movie, right? Like you switch every week, you alternate?
3: Yes.
7: Yes. Unless you have a guest host and then and we let them pick.
0: That's so. where I was going to come in with yeah. that. Because I know you've had some guests on there. You've had uh, um, uh, somebody called Maverick, and I think you've had Stephanie from Morbid to Beautiful yeah. there as well. Uh, yes. How does the dynamic change when you introduce a third person?
7: Um, I mean, it depends on the person. Most... Um, uh, we're pretty easy going. I mean, we really don't have, we have a format somewhat, but I mean, it's flexible and we always make fun of ourselves because we always change the format on the fly because we forget because we're old. Um, so I mean, it's for us, it's a pretty easy, it it does change per person, but some of them, I mean, even Stephanie was so comfortable with us that it was, Mm -hmm. it was pretty easy going. So I I don't think we've had any bad guests on that. It was like, stop controlling it or something like that, but uh, it's, it's been pretty good. So,
3: Yeah,
7: we've been really lucky. We try
3: to be nicer when we have a guest. Yeah, we do. Well, nicer to the guest.
0: I mean, you can still torture each other. (laughs) You just have an audience that time,
7: (laughs) of course.
0: Um, so I know you guys try to torture each other with the picks. Have you ever gone in and said, "Hey, maybe this week we'll pick a a movie we both really enjoy"? Has that ever come up?
3: Yeah. No, we've definitely done (laughs) that. Um, I know, like, our, like, okay, I don't, this sounds like, a, this isn't my whole answer. Our first five episodes, <laughs> um, we we picked out together. But we also, when we do our theme, um, like, months, we oftentimes will pick out the stuff together. Okay. Um, like when we did Halloween Palooza, that was my idea. But when we did Stephen King Palooza, then we both picked the movies. When we did our stuff for... Um, the different uh, history months we, we picked t- together. And, and sometimes there is just generally like a movie that I'm like, I really want to watch this movie. I honestly think that Carnage will like it. So, yeah, like I'm going to bring this as my pick. That does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's like not totally torture. S-
7: <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and Session 9. I mean, the la- we did back-to-backs where we actually liked each other because we knew... We were both really familiar with those
2: picks, and we we're like, okay, right. we'll
3: be nice to each other this week. So, Fair enough. well, you know, sort of. Sort
0: of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, at this time, I'm going to open up the floor. Anybody have any uh, other questions that I might have overlooked or forgotten or whatever because my brain's broken?
1: Kelly from I Spit on Your Podcast chiming uh-huh. in. I thought I would just ask everyone questions. Yeah, <laughs> go <for> it, yeah. <laughs> Um, do both of you or just one of you, forgive me, because sometimes on the Morbidly Beautiful website, there's like little icons and you don't have your real names and, but do you both write on the website as well as podcasts?
3: Uh, no, neither of us do. We're not writers
1: now. No, okay, so you just have the podcast on the network, gotcha, okay, okay, um, okay, Would you ever consider, like, expanding your horror knowledge and love and, like, go on? Have you guested on any other podcasts or would you start writing? Do you have any interest in any of that?
3: I actually, yeah, yeah, I've gone on a couple other uh, podcasts. um, uh, Like... uh, um, Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. Customers also. As I forget, watch. customers also watched. Thank you, which You're is welcome. an amazing uh, podcast where the woman watches um, an Amazon Prime movie and then she has to pick the next movie she watches from the Customers Also Watch list of the movie, <laughs> and she's not allowed like the she nomination. has to follow this long chain of movies, and oh. it is really amazing. And she's done quite a lot of horror. Um, cool. So I got to go on her podcast and talk about Italian horror, which I really, really love. Yeah.
1: Excellent, excellent. Which movie did you talk about? Oh,
3: um, that was on Amazon Prime. The Bloodstained Butterfly. Ooh, that's,
9: a, that's a classic Italian horror name of ever. <laughs> yes. I
3: oh shit. <laughs> it was beautiful. I love that that's movie. That's
1: great. Great. Very, very cool. Amazon Prime has quite the odd selection of movies sometimes. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. that's, that's a good. That's that's a nice way of putting it.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: odd. It's, a, it's eclectic. It's different. Mm-hmm. It, most of them are utter garbage, but I mean, that's my opinion. I, I can't remember which one it was, but they had a, a a licensed song in it. I forget what it was. I'm like, they oh, no. spent the entire budget on getting that song. Oh, they used show. it up, didn't they? <laughs> they? They did a whole line dancing sequence in a bar for about three minutes. Uh, and they used oh, the entire boy. song, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that makes sense now. That's, <laughs> that's why this movie's on here. Um, I did think of another question. You guys go by Chaos and Carnage. What's the story behind?
3: You want to take this one Carnage? One. I don't remember.
7: <laughs> it's been three years and I'm old. So, no, I just, uh, I, I don't remember. I, I think we were just thinking of, we were, we didn't want to go by our real names because we didn't want our, our employers to know at the time right? what we were doing. And um, so we were just picking, uh, We I don't know, we just picked Chaos and Carnage because, I mean, it kind of suits us. She's chaotic and I leave carnage everywhere I go so I mean it kind
2: of suited us really well so <laughs> fair
3: enough because you're a serial killer yeah, oh, yeah. I, can't,
0: I guess this is about oh,
3: secrets I'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to I'm not supposed to spill up secrets bury the
9: lead <laughs> bury the lead and some bodies <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> alrighty
0: uh, so last up but certainly not least we have bloodhound pigs and we have Craig from there uh, he would have been joined by his two co-hosts, Kyle and Josh, but they couldn't make it today. So you get the final word, so trash talk away.
8: Uh, yeah, thank you. let's get the
1: hot goss.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give all of their fake history, and they can't <laughs> say anything them, about just it.
0: Just give them all the information. Yeah.
8: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're Bloodhound Picks. We, I think we've been going about a year, I'd say. In October as well or maybe a little bit over but before that we used to we still do it occasionally we would write um, three part reviews where we would all um, we'd get these screeners we would watch each one would watch it initially we'd give a reaction without knowing what the other person thinks and then then read it and have this discussion on it and so sometimes you know it's very similar. Sometimes they're drastically different, but we were doing festivals and stuff like that. And we kind of decided to make a podcast out of it and do more. Um, because yeah, we met in grad school where we were all kind of, we were doing a screenwriting graduate program and through that we were kind of labeled as the the horror guys, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we after we graduated, we kind of wanted to keep going and see what happens. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so with the three of you, what's the dynamic like between,
0: especially because you started writing reviews, uh, did that sort of style, I guess, carry over to the, the podcast or did it get completely reworked for when you decided to use your voice?
8: Um, it's similar for the most part. It's I am definitely the probably the one that does either the most promotion, the one that's, um, doing stuff like this of coming on and chatting about it and then putting us through a lot more stuff than I think they'd necessarily want. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times i am kind of always Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, I have this new idea. Let's branch off of that and do that. And because, you know, for the, for the podcast itself, we focus purely on, um, independent horror world and the obscure horror world, but, um, yeah, Kyle is primarily our, while we all share this input and everything, he does all of the editing, the technical aspects. He, yeah handles him and I both kind of tackle the social media and then Josh has, he's done like our shirts and then he's the most, uh, probably opinion, opinionated out of the, <laughs> the group,
2: mm-hmm.
8: but yeah, we're all, um midwesterners so we're passive aggressive <laughs> too so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fair enough <clears throat> sorry about that <clears throat> allergies i told you at the beginning of this one oh no throat is all like cloggy i don't know what's going on um so uh you're going to be celebrating a year in october right uh mm-hmm. any plans for that um
8: yeah so you we're don't have to reveal it all if you don't want to, okay you know So we're doing, uh, we've started this campaign called, it's under a hashtag called horror, not fear, where, um, we kind of had this idea prior and it was all about inclusion and building the indie horror community more. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 came along. And of course you have, you know, try not to get obviously too political, but a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And so you have the Black Lives Matter movement really taking off even more, and then you have, you know, there was a couple big horror, commune or horror publications and stuff like that, that then had these issues with, um, you know, around the Me Too movement without Mm -hmm. giving names, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's very obvious. So (laughs) we decided, okay, well, let's start this whole thing where in in June. We're going to say for a whole year, if you use this hashtag or whatever, it may be, we'll just, we'll support it, we'll sponsor it and give opportunity for everybody to kind of do the stuff that um, they traditionally wouldn't. So if you've never written a review and you write it and you are excited about that, or you do a podcast and you want to do a little side thing that normally wouldn't be quote unquote, I guess, marketable Mm -hmm. to your listeners, but you want to do it, then I'll go all for it it was kind of this like you know as the horror community and the indie horror community mostly of saying let's just all support each other and then in 2021 of June we'll if we can we'll see how it all works out but kind of have this big um, celebration either online or physical or whatever it may be where we Mm -hmm. can read scripts and stuff like that So for our year, we're doing several things where we're highlighting, um, Kyle's a big fan of trauma, and I have a, since I'm a video store kid, um, Mm -hmm. have a special place in my heart for full moon. So we're really focusing on those.
1: (laughs) Full moon love over here at the Spencers of Horror.
8: (laughs) So yeah, that's what we're kind of focusing on. And then we're doing, uh, we did a special interview with the people, or the producer an actress and um, the composer from 1BR, or I think it's also Apartment 1BR in the UK. Um, And then we did an interview with Andrea Subasati, actually. And yeah, there's all these kind of, a lot of our bigger stuff. We're saving for yeah when we're for October and joining the morbidly beautiful network officially. (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: yeah. We saw. I don't know if we've announced
8: that you're coming on yet.
0: I haven't been really chugging along social media too much lately, but yes, you are the newest, I believe, yeah, uh, member of the the team here. So uh, this might be the first time a lot of the listeners get to hear you or readers or. People of Morbidly really Beautiful Network. Mm-hmm. So that's. I think this is a nice little introduction. I don't know. You get to talk about yourself for a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. <that's> always fun <laughs> Without having to feel all narcissistic or something about it. Um. So I guess you mentioned you had uh, some interviews and stuff lined up and that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Uh, especially when it's you got three kind of co-hosts. Do you take turns? Does one person sort of take charge? Is it just a flow go with the flow sort of thing?
8: So I, so the, the main episodes, it's, a, we're kind of broken up into four parts now, um, mm-hmm. where the main episodes are that we consider, I guess the traditional, are we choose one of the hosts, or if we have a guest, they choose two movies and it's either a truly independent film or a very obscure, they usually go hand in hand mm-hmm. and we we will talk about them and kind of give a little review and discussion. But then, um, the one I kind of took over fully for the, we call it indie street. Um, and yeah, I'll kind of interview these people in the independent horror community from fans all the way to working professionals and kind of talk about what it's like being in the community in the modern era, because, um, Yeah. And I, I pretty much handle all of that. And it came from this concept of listening to as much as I, you know, I love John Carpenter. I, I'm a huge David Cronenberg fan Mm -hmm. and um, listening to interviews of them. And then somebody will ask for their advice on aspiring filmmakers or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. And, you know, I love, of course, hearing them, but it's um, those things of, well, would that really work in today's society? I mean, the, Industry has shifted so much in you know 30 40 years. Yes, and so that's what really came from it was this way of kind of talking with people and getting you know the Information out there of what it's really like but also that positivity of you know You don't have to start in one place or follow one set path anybody can do it and Mm -hmm. you know Just follow your passion with it.
0: Yeah, Uh, so I guess the not the biggest question of the day for you, but (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of interesting to me on a personal level, um, why the the shift from print to podcast?
8: Um, so initially when we were coming out of grad school, we were going to make, um, it was going to be more of a production company aspect mm-hmm. where we wanted to make short films and then do a feature. And I was, again, the one throwing stuff out there of saying, <laughs> oh, there's this, we can do these written reviews and handle mm-hmm. this stuff. And then um, after that, my wife kind of, I think she was listening to, it was right before we had a um, our daughter and she you know, was listening to this podcast and I never even thought about it. I was listening, I listened to Faculty of Horror and all these other ones when I you know, walk my dog or stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and she, yeah, is the one that sparked it and said well why don't you do the transition and then i brought it up to them and they were pleased as much as <laughs> i know for the most part they could be cursing me under their breath but <laughs> that's you know and we enjoy it a lot more it's yeah surprisingly even though it's more time consuming it's um it doesn't feel like as much work because we also get to catch up we're in three different states too i'm right yeah in michigan kyle's in um, Illinois, and then Josh is in Iowa. So it's been, you know, a way for us to catch up and really talk about some good, some bad, but, you know, sponsoring these kind of indie horror (laughs) movies.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, you know, as noble of an endeavor as you can get in the the kind of film industry is kind of showcasing the little guy, uh, who may not have the marketing or the name to get their mm-hmm. stuff out there so it's really commendable um was there a specific reason why you chose to go strictly indie or is it just whatever
8: um it was the same thing where because we didn't want to i i love as i mentioned before faculty before mm-hmm. and um really doing the analysis but we kind of wanted to make something quicker and um, because we wanted to they wanted to um release once a week. And so it was like, Oh, well, let's make this more conversational. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what happened with it was this thing of as much as I love, um, you know, the thing, or again, I guess going with Cronenberg, I love the brood. it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's become an ongoing joke in the, in the podcast. Anytime you listen to an episode, it'll probably pop up, but, um, You know, I've heard it so many times and I've I've listened to the criterion on it and stuff like that that we didn't know if we could bring something from our perspective that's new to it. Mm. So we thought, well, like here's all again, here's all these movies that we haven't really seen or some of them, you know, you find for two dollars in some bargain bin at Mm -hmm. you know, a big lots or something like that. Well and so let's kind of focus let's see what we can get out of them. Right. No, that's,
0: like I said, That's it, it's different um, in the sense that, you know, obviously there's movie podcasts, but when you focus on things that people aren't aware of, you kind of draw your own little audience. And how has that been for you growing over the last few years? How have you found your community growing or your fans or, as we've talked about before, some uh, feedback from people? Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? Have, have you gotten a lot of feedback at all? Mostly positive, mostly neutral, constructive, what's that been like?
8: So the feedback has been mostly positive that it, from the little bits we've gotten it's mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of that double edged sword, almost when you're not talking about something that's initially that's known really well, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, nightmare on Elm Street or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so, you know, you don't have people necessarily searching for it right off the bat, but then when they kind of get into it then you get more of these we're I think we're able to connect more with the horror community faster and mm-hmm. in, in some weird way because you know of handling this little this little neat in this little niche I guess mm-hmm. of of it and yeah the most that we've really I think got in terms of feedback it deals with our um how we've done how we've recorded or in some know fan or whoever was listening um because i don't know if they're a fan or not but <laughs> they you know they wanted us to do a version where it was on video through youtube mm. and so we started doing that where we mm. record video of ourselves and then we release that on youtube on top of making the the audio version for the podcast right and so yeah it's it's been primarily all technical stuff right from what i know at least
0: <laughs> fair enough that you know any feedback is good feedback. Yeah. Um, whether you, you like it or not, different story, but, you know, it, it gets you thinking about other avenues. Like you said, uh, introducing YouTube videos to it and YouTube's a huge mm-hmm. platform and people like to connect a little bit more sometimes with the, when they see a face with the voice. Um, so th- that's pretty cool. Uh, what about this production company you are talking about? Uh,
8: have you produced any films as of yet? Yeah, we... Did a short in um, jeez, I'd say it's a year ago now, or maybe okay. more. Um, and we're going to be releasing it. I think we're releasing it in October as well. On top of that, so it might be a secret that I wasn't supposed to spoil. <laughs> but oh well, Kyle's not here, so he can't say anything. Uh, um, this, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, we've done a series of little shorts here and there. We've had companies that. Um, we're interested and we wrote a script for the three of us together. Okay. Um, we wrote a rough draft and there's, you know, directors looking at it and stuff like that. So we're kind of plugging away on that. And I have a anthology that I've slowly been kind of working on that's inspired by, um, hammer horror films because I'm a fan of those as well. Um, but yeah, so we've been making these little strides of doing that on the side on top of, Yeah. The podcast, and then still doing the writing occasionally.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
8: well, that's fascinating. I always love hearing about indie uh,
0: filmmakers and stuff because,
8: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, as accessible as it is today, the the market's never been kind of harder to break into. Yeah. So you know, it's you've got this head start kind of with the podcast and your knowledge of uh, indie movies and the guests you've had on and stuff. So I mean. I'm kind of looking forward to what you guys release in the next year or so. When you, okay. with the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the movie that you might possibly may or may not have been able to talk about today, or the <laughs> uh, the social media campaign that you're talking yeah. about earlier, that uh, with all bringing everything everything together like that, it's really fascinating. Um, so again, I'm going to open up the floor. Uh, any questions?
9: I have a you question. Can.
0: Oh, George! Yeah, Peter to the right. punch. I'm getting in
9: there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also really enjoy watching indie horror, and I am curious about, um, with the amount of time that you spent digging into it, if you think that there are certain, like, hallmarks that can help cut through the clutter when you're looking for, like, oh, I want to watch a good indie horror movie, is there something that people should be looking for if they want to uh, cut down on the risk?
8: Jeez, um, that's a tough one, because <laughs> I've actually, for some reason this year, I've watched probably more indie horror. And it's all been, there's been a lot of great indie horror for, you know, um, you know, even that the fact that theaters have been closed and stuff like that, I think right. to, a ton of great stuff has been released. Um, I have started going with looking specifically through companies, um, like who is it? R um, I can't think of the one that released color Isle space, which isn't really fully true. indie. Yeah, Spectrovision and then RLJE isn't the dis- I think that's the distribution, um, and then there's Well USA, um, Signature Entertainment. There's, well, I know there's Dark Sky out of it's out of Illinois actually, but but I'm a big also a big fan of Glass Eye Picks with Larry Fezzenden and um, kind of them. So I have right. really kind of learned to just you find the the companies that or I guess would be called boutique companies now that really focus and go that route. But you know, I'm also kind of more willing to take a chance. The hard part with streaming now is that if something doesn't really hold your interest in the first five, 10 minutes, you're just (laughs) willing to flip to something else instead. It's so easy to switch over.
9: Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I I think that finding a company that speaks to you is a, a huge, huge boon. I know that like oscilloscope, that um, mm-hmm. that company is also doing a lot of great work. So them and Spectre Vision are two that I'm really just like, all right, like I'll, I'll take a chance on pretty much whatever they're putting out.
8: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Over here in Ontario, Canada, <laughs> we have uh, Astron Six folks, yep. bunch of guys over there, and Black Fawn Films distributing and creating and producing a lot of. Both companies are doing some interesting, diverse work. So. Cool. If you are wanting indie film, I would go with those Canadian companies.
8: And I heard your episode on the the void, actually. So that's <laughs> your battle it out.
1: Yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Astron six guys. They're lovely.
6: They are so <laughs> sweet.
1: <laughs> Steve is adorable. Yep. <laughs> um, I, my question for you is... You know, it's kind of a, it's a great but typical question that folks um, ask during an interview, but I think it's really important. So after so many episodes, how many episodes do you have out now of your podcast? Like 50 or something?
8: Yeah, we have Uh, fifty-seven. Okay. 57. Yeah. Yeah, It came out a couple of days
1: ago. (laughs) <laughs> there's a l- lot of, a lot of work there. A lot of episodes. What are some like your top three favorites where people could like right. jump in and just kind of like pick out these three episodes to, to get listening with your work. Yeah, what, uh, what are your top books. three recommendations?
8: Okay. Um, for the ind- for the industry, I guess that, yeah, the interview portions, I would say um, there's a screenwriter, Lisa J that she's great. And it was very conversational. I loved it. Chatting with her. Um, She's also very positive on social media, if you follow her. Um, She's getting a lot of hype now. Her scripts are doing really well. Um, There's um, a movie that came out. I had the opportunity to review it in January, I want to say, of this year. It's called A Serial Killer's Guide to Life, since I'm a big fan of... um, British black comedy. Yeah, that's that's kind of humor right there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot like Sightseers from Ben Ben Wheatley in a way, but it's own thing. And yeah, I did an interview with him. It's Staten Cousins Row, and then um, an interview with Len McQuaid, who um, directed I Sell the Dead, and he does Tales from Beyond the Pale, and yeah, he's done a ton of other stuff. So for indie, that for that portion, I'd say that. For kind of our other episodes. There's been a lot, a lot. I think oddly the most memorable in my mind is, and it's probably one of our um closest to a franchise type movie is through um the double feature I think was Pumpkinhead 2, and I can't remember the second one now. But I surprisingly liked it better than Pumpkinhead, the first one. And I and I never saw it before. So that was a fun one. Um and then yeah, I'd say really more of our recent episodes, we've kind of gotten our footing a lot more. So mm-hmm. what there was um, Prophecy, which not the the Christopher Walken one, but the 1979 Mutated Bear movie it was pretty good. Or um, wow. my favorite one was um, actually not because I'm having a brain fart and trying to remember all these. Um, <laughs> the Eric, Eric Red episode. So, Eric Red did Bad Moon and Body Parts. And they're, they're fun movies, but they definitely have some flaws to it. And so, they're kind of fun to talk about and be willing to joke about them, but also. You know acknowledge that there are some great moments and bad moon's known for its really horrible C- cgi transformation scene but, uh, but the werewolf's actually pretty cool looking as oh you know in the costume or the animatronics i can't remember fully what it is but yeah
1: totally thank you yeah i for our werewolf month over at our podcast we yeah. I watched a a number of new werewolf films to me, and one of them was Bad Moon, and I liked it a lot. I loved that werewolf design. Yeah, the CGI, whatever, but I barely even remember that happened. I just liked the cheesy 90s of it, the werewolf, um, just the the, the creature design, and just the overall story. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I'll definitely check out that episode. Thank you.
8: It has one of the best protagonists of any werewolf movie or horror movie, and a German Shepherd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, yep. the true story, the true hero of that film. <laughs>
2: well, if there's a
0: dog in a movie, it's always the hero.
1: <laughs> yep, even in Cooper.
2: I mean, <laughs>
0: I mean, come on, he wanted to kill that kid, and that kid was annoying as hell. Come on, let's. Face it. <laughs> let's well, let's, aren't they all? I mean, if I were D, I would have been like,
1: squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling down the window. Yeah, roll down the window. Yeah, yeah. Have at her, boy.
2: But
0: uh, um, yeah. So uh, unless there's anything anybody else wants to add, ask, uh, open forum to anybody uh, who wants to ask anybody else any questions or say anything. This is the time. Oh boy. If not, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I called at the beginning of this. We're going to run about 90 minutes and we're at 84. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty good on, on that. I'm, so unless there's uh, anything else.
9: Is there of- is there a movie that you're dying to talk about on your show, but it just hasn't come up yet? Ooh,
0: That's a good one for uh, the movie reviewers on here.
1: Oh, my God. Jess and I have an ever growing master list of movies, themes, and ideas. So I I think for me, a big one is found footage just as a general um, genre mm-hmm. and Korean films and Hellraiser series. Those are like my uh, top yeah. three that like, I think in 2021, you'll see that from us. Oh, <laughs>
0: man, man. I, I recently started watching all the Hellraisers again and one and two, fantastic.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and then there's a steep yeah. drop-off
1: <laughs> yes I, very I dramatic have,
9: i have long maintained that hellraiser inferno is a bad hellraiser movie <laughs> but a good okay. silent hill movie but, yes
0: yeah, that one, is that the most recent
8: one no it's five I five mm-hmm. yeah. I, I will say with hellraiser is that but they had three of them that were actually they weren't Hellraiser scripts, and I can ever. Yeah, it's obvious. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If anybody's yeah. interested, I have one of them from the original writer, and the script isn't bad. It's really interesting, and then you can tell that they just were like, oh, well, let's make a Hellraiser movie and threw in some yeah. a box, and some, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
9: It's it's always crazy too, not to get too off track on Hellraiser here, but mm-hmm. one of the things that drives me nuts about that series is that in the first one, I love how they're like, oh, your soul has to call out to open the box. It's not really (laughs) about the puzzle. And then in Deader, she literally just like drops the box on the subway floor and it opens. (laughs) opens I was like, what the hell?
2: That's
1: not how it works.
2: (laughs)
0: It's nothing
1: to do with your soul or solving it. What the hell? Just being clumsy.
2: Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the
0: problem when a movie or a series goes like 11 movies or whatever it is now. The continuity just goes, the canon of it all just kind of.
9: Um, yeah the reason that i asked that question is because since i don't really get to pick what movies we talk about Mm um i'm always like how can i tip the scales to get someone (laughs) to pick uh to pick a movie that i love and you know there are some movies where i'm like this may never get a chance to shine because it's not like it's just not someone's it's not going to come to someone's uh, tongue when they're like, "Oh, this is the best horror movie ever made." Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking about like just forcing people to talk about <laughs> movies that I want to talk about at some point. I, you so. could do that for
0: a, like a special episode. Yeah, like, just, exactly. I mean, you have yeah. a, a whole swath of podcasters on here now that you could just get to come on and be like, "Hey, interview yeah. me for a change."
9: Yeah, exactly. So right? if anyone yeah. wants to talk about Solaris, <laughs> hit me up.
1: <laughs> That's such a no one does. That's such like, an interesting <laughs> Exactly. <point. see? laughs>
4: yeah. That's such an interesting point because uh, on our podcast, oh, this is Ariel from Not Your Final Girl. There's yep. three of us and every other episode we interview a guest. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, as like one third of the podcast, your opinion, like you barely get to pick, you know what I mean? Right. So you're like waiting, waiting in <laughs> the wings for that moment. And so I think we, each of us probably have some of that. Um, For me, it's, I really want to talk about the Alien franchise and how gay it is, because Mm -hmm. I really haven't seen that talked about enough, Um, so that's what I'm gunning for. Constantly want to talk about gay shit in the whole (laughs) Aliens franchise. That's my dream. We'll get there someday.
2: Love Uh, it. A a
5: rich vein.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll get it done. We'll do it. (laughs)
5: Yeah, we also have a long, long list of topics that we want to get to.
1: So there's years and years and years of content. You'll be hearing from us till Jess and I are truly old spinsters. This podcast has legs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will quickly throw out there that... uh, a subset, a subgenre of our uh, Spinsters of Horror project is my Taboo Terrors, Kelly's Taboo Terrors, where I talk about extreme horror films and extreme cinema. So I have, viewed, and over the last year, I've been writing about it, but now I'm opening it up to uh, do some audio kind of, sl- not interviews, but have guests and do like short and sweet 30 to 40 minute. Um, guests come on and do like an audio pod, podcast portion of it where the guest talks and we talk about their favorite extreme horror film so if anybody who's currently on here or listening um, is ever interested and has a favorite crazy out of control scandalous blasphemous controversial film they want to talk about hit me up Spencers of Horror uh, horse what is our oh geez what's our email Jess <laughs> what?
0: I mean, if you don't, if you can't remember off the top of your head, I'm okay. going to put everybody's uh, links to their pages and contact info Excellent. in the description. <laughs> so okay. that'll all be up on there.
3: Uh, be perfect. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I had a lot of fun today.
3: Yes, um, thank, you to so much. Hey,
1: thank you so much. Yes. Uh, yes. Thanks for me really moderating.
0: Yeah, it was great talking to some of the newer people and some of the people I've talked to before. Um, and people who have been around that I haven't had the chance to talk so it was really fun and I hope you got to know each other and for everybody listening uh, you have well seven six seven podcasts that you can now add to your library if you yeah. have so a new listener and you love podcasts this is the place for it it is one of the best networks around even if not everybody knows about it hmm. that's part of what being an independent thing is of all that right being great yes. I mean, nobody know about it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it on the that, ground
9: floor people
0: yeah, exactly before totally. we're all, all living <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills or something um, yeah. yeah so uh, I want to thank everybody once again uh, for coming out and sharing their stories their insights their anecdotes advice so on and so forth and uh, who knows maybe next year we'll do the same thing for International Podcast Day. maybe we'll have more people if that's even possible, if the The connection connection
2: can
0: hold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So again, thank you for coming out and thank you all for listening.
2: This has been a morbidly beautiful production.